Welcome to Street Smart Business Leaders Powered by Clout. I'm Ishaan Ellis, CEO of Clout, a national public relations and marketing communications firm headquartered in Chicago. Our agency is dedicated to uncovering insights and cultural trends to help business leaders better understand today's consumer. We also invite some of the best minds in business to come on our show to share their insight and experiences. So if you're interested in becoming a guest on our show, stick around to the end of this podcast and I'll tell you how to become one. Good afternoon, and uh, I'm excited today. We have a special guest on uh, Street Smart uh, Business Leaders Powered by Clout. Uh, today, we have a special guest, Tyler Robertson, who is the CEO of Diesel Laptops. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, and uh, thank you for getting me on the show here. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. So tell, tell me, what's Diesel's lap- Laptop? Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what it is and what it started are two different things, but the short version is, is we help people fix their diesel powered equipment faster. And that includes on highway commercial trucks that a lot of people see. Uh, We don't do like the Ford Chevy Dodge stuff. We stay out of that. We're more in the B2B market. Um, But the bigger diesel market is the off highway diesel world. So all those things, those farm tractors, things that move dirt, all those generators out there, those are all diesel powered stuff. And our company's there. Um, and the short version is seven years ago is me and my garage. Today we got about 200 employees. We'll do north of about 65 million in revenue, and we bootstrapped it, and we did it with no debt. So it's it's been a crazy fun ride to this point. That's fantastic, and congratulations to you. That and that's you actually leads to my second question, which is, um, tell me about your background. How did you get in this line of work? Yeah, it yeah. seems so niche, you know, it, it like is, it is very yeah. niche. So, so tell me it, about it, your background is, and how'd you get into I mean, it. it. It is niche, but people also need to realize in the U.S. alone, over $70 billion is spent on truck parts and labor just to keep all this diesel stuff moving. So You're it's a big, me. big wow. market. It's a huge wow. market. Yeah. Wow. So I, uh, how I got started was I actually got kicked out of college. So I got kicked out of college and my dad's like, Hey, <laughs> okay. no problem. I, I got a job for you. I, me and my brothers just bought a truck dealership. So I, I got involved in a truck dealership kind of from the ground up and oh. I loved it. I, I love the whole, uh, it's like a car dealership, but in the business world, they're just a lot bigger. You don't sell as many. Um, uh-huh. and it's just a really exciting, interesting space. So I was fortunate enough to be there. My family sold it to someone else a couple of years later, and I stayed with the new company. And I just kind of kind of bounced around a couple of companies, living and breathing everything in the commercial truck repair world. So yeah, it, it's, it's one of those unique places in time where commercial truck experience, plus my background experience, plus a little bit of opportunity, all kind of converged at one point in time. And I, I happened to be the guy uh, standing, standing with that lightning strike. That's fantastic. And I got to say, you know, you don't meet many uh, CEOs that, that say, you know what, I, I college wasn't for me and went out and did my own thing. Which, so would you say you, you always, was there a passion there or you knew that you were, you were destined for something bigger? Uh, can you talk about, because most entrepreneurs and the folks that will listen to this podcast will say, you know what, I didn't, I'm nervous. I, I have a job or I need to finish college because of this. And um, this is a scary thing to do. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I didn't ever intend to set out on any of this. So, uh, you know, when I got kicked out of college, I think I feel like a lot of people probably did, right? Like, Hey, disappointment, you, you know, 18, 19 years of your life, you get built up to this. Then I just totally failed at it. So that was kind of a real gut check moment, right? In my life. 
Um, and I, had, I ended up going back to night school and, and finishing up and doing all those things, but it really kind of set me on the straight and narrow. Um, so, and I didn't want to do it. I, I was actually doing, I had a little side business doing this thing and I was working full-time for someone else for a job I loved. I worked mm-hmm. there 10 years. I'm making six figures a year. I got a wife that doesn't work. I got a one-year-old and a three-year-old and life's pretty good. And my side business is going pretty good, but it started interfering too much with my regular job. And my employer, rightfully so, said, Tyler, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to give you a bigger raise and we're going to double your bonus this year. We got to quit your side business or you need to resign. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, so it was kind of that ultimatum thrown at you when life's kind of going in all cylinders. And, uh-huh. um, it was my wife that talked me into, to kind of keep doing this thing. So I didn't want to do it. Uh, but now I look back on it and I'm like, man, I, I wish I would have done it earlier. Uh, but you know, hindsight's always 2020, right? You right. never know when you're yep. in the heat of the well, moment it was your and, and time. life's throwing curveballs. It was your time. So and yes, that's, that's the way you, you got to look at it for sure. So, you know, we, we've had a, a crazy past two years. Uh, so how have you managed through the pandemic? I mean, the supply chain has been rocked and how, how have you guys done? How have you managed through it? Um, yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit about that. So it's funny. We had this customer. We've been working them for two years. Mm-hmm. This was going to go down as the largest diagnostic tool de- deal in like world history. It was right. that big of a deal. Uh-huh. And they decide they decide to sign the deal first week of March of uh, you know of the pandemic year 2020. And um, all of a sudden we go put our orders in. And, well, guess where we get all the product from? Uh, China. And then the next com- the next country that hit hard by the pandemic was Italy. And oh, then the third was, 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 yeah, it was Spain. Right. Those are the first three, those are, those are the countries we're importing this product from. And they're like, we can't, we can't give you the product. We don't know when we're going to be back. And we're like, we just signed a multi-million dollar many year deal here. Mm-hmm. And now I can't get product after two years of this. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> um, so we, we had to, we had to work around that. We ended up having to make some things ourselves and find some alternative components and, and do some things to make it work. But I mean, all in all, we went, we went all in. I mean, we, we turned one of our conference rooms into a, uh, an elementary classroom. We hired a school teacher and we brought a school teacher in to help, help all the parents of elementary age kids. Mm-hmm. We did all kinds of cost savings initiatives. We did weekly COVID testing for free. We tried wow. to make it as safe as possible for everybody there. Um, so it was, I, I say this, like, there's a lot of bad things with COVID, a lot of good things too. Um, it was our most profitable year ever. And we just reduced a lot of expenses. We thought we had to have like online marketing all of a sudden mm-hmm. we're not in trade shows. We, we put it all basically to zero and our revenue and growth kept going. So we grew all through the pandemic and we're growing even faster now. So it's, it's been, it's crazy what you learn about yourself when you face a little adversity. I could not agree with you more. You find out what you're made of for sure. Um, Sure. So what's been rewarding about the work? You've, you've given me some of the challenging things, but what's, what's rewarding about the work that you're doing? Yeah. I mean, we're in a great spot now. Like what I mean, what now gets we're you in a, up in the morning? You know, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, well, what gets me up still is, is the why, right? So I, I yeah. always tell people, look, the reason I did this when I started was because I didn't have a choice and I, I wanted to kind of do my own thing and put a, and feed my kids and, and make mm-hmm. sure there's a roof over my family's head. Sure. And then it turned quickly into, Hey, let's go build a, a business. And we were able to move out of the house and get a place. And then it was like, okay, can I grow a, a, a business of good size here and keep expanding? And we checked that box. So really we, we look at it now is the what we get up in the morning is because we want to go change an industry. We think we have the ability and we have the resolution to go out there and completely change how this whole world works when it comes to commercial truck repair. It hasn't changed in 50 or 60, 70 years. It's really been untouched by technology in a lot of regards. And we think we're the company to say, hey, there's a better way to do this. It's going to allow your vehicles to run longer. You're going to have less downtime. It's going to cost you less to maintain. 
And we think we can check all those boxes and, and make a positive dent in, in the universe in our little way. That's awesome. So what's next for the company? What's, what's what that you can share? What's, yeah. what's, what's next for the company? What's, you know, yeah, I'm, five years from now, you know, 10 years from what's, what's next for the company? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, products and services, we have, we have such a backlog and so many things we're coming out with to help accomplish that goal. I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. The big part is me figuring out what I want to do with my life because now <laughs> we're at this point. It's like, okay, do I, do I want to be the CEO and owner for the next 20 years? I have, mm-hmm. my kids are now eight and 10. Do I want to, you know, I'd love to spend more time with them. It's hard to do that when you're running a company as well. Do I bring in some other partners? Am I going to sell this thing? What, what, what am I going to do? And I need to figure that out as a business owner, sure. as a founder. So that's the big part of it. Me is really me figuring it out because what I'm finding is I can't make the right long-term decisions. If I don't know what the end game is, if right. the end game is get, get my kids involved and letting them run the company, I'm probably not talking about raising capital and doing private equity or, sure. you know, giving out shares to employees. I'm, I'm like, no, I'm going to keep this in the family. But if it's, nope, I'm going to go sell this thing. Then it's like, okay, let's go do all the things we need to do to make this attractive as possible to, to get, you know, the most value for the company. So I need to get on my own way to make a decision. <laughs> it's a process I'm going through. Um, so, fair. you know, hopefully, hopefully we're getting there, but that's, yeah. that's a, a it's definitely the tip of the iceberg that we talk about a lot internally yeah. at the company is what are, what's the end game here? What's, what's the next plan? thing? Yeah. And yeah. I tell you what, just meeting you, I, you have a fantastic story to share. And again, thank you for trusting me and sharing your background of, look, I didn't finish college. I went to do this. You have an amazing story. So I, you know, maybe speaking at colleges or doing the speaker circuit, you could, could do well, just my two cents on it. So sounds like a, and it's an interesting, uh, interesting field that you're in that most people aren't as, uh, in the know on, on how important diesel is to our everyday lives, you know, and I, I learned something just talking to you about it. Yeah. And I'll give this tidbit to people out there. There's a crisis brewing in our industry. Um, it's brewing in the automotive industry and there's basically not enough people to work on all the equipment, hauling stuff around. Mm-hmm. So the next time you're at a store and you're wondering why the, the product's not there, it's probably something in the supply chain or a truck broke down or something's going on. Um, but diesel technicians, I mean, if, if kids, if there's some kids listening to this or people that know some kids, you can go to a six month program, learn how to be a diesel tech and go make 20 bucks an hour at the drop of a hat. And you wow. can make a hundred grand within a couple of years and never have to ever worry about having a job in your life. There's, there's so much opportunity out there. Um, it's absolutely insane. Um, just to put it in perspective, there's 80,000 job openings on indeed.com for diesel techs. Our wow. tech schools will only produce 10,000. <laughs> so that, that's 70,000 difference. That number gets worse and worse every year. So wow. if people are looking at a skills trade, man, go look at diesel technicians. It pays really, really good money. Um, you'll never have to worry about finding a job as, as long as you want to do that profession. That's fantastic. Thank you for that advice. And how can people find out more about your products? What is, would you give the website, please? Yeah, diesellaptops.com. Um, if you know nothing about diesel diagnostics or repair, you want to learn, there's a whole learn section on there actually where you can learn more. And I'll say this, we're always looking for great talent. You know what we really realized with COVID? Not everyone needs to live here in South Carolina. So we're constantly looking <laughs> Even though it's for a very beautiful great state. talent. It's a beautiful state. We love uh-huh. it here. We want to keep hiring people here. But some roles, we, we got to really expand our reach. We employ people on many different continents at this point. Um, and we want talent wherever we can find it. There's a whole job section on there as well. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Robertson, Diesel Laptops. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a a fantastic conversation. I feel like I can talk to you for another half hour, Uh, but this has been great. And thank you for the time. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you very much. All right.
and we're good. Uh, so yeah, so uh, it'll it'll run in a couple of weeks. Uh, so someone on my team will shoot you a note, uh, send you a copy of it so you can hear it before uh, we release it. And uh, no, I, I think this is a fantastic conversation. And again, I, I, I didn't realize that it was such a demand uh, in the diesel space uh, and, and job opportunities. And so uh, I think that is something that people will find of value. So, and congratulations to you, man, for doing some really cool stuff and, and growing a company um, and, and taking it to the next level. So all good stuff. Hey, I, I appreciate it a lot. And we're, uh, we're trying to get to the next level now, right? So, so there's <laughs> I no hear you on that here. one. <laughs> I hear you on that one. So, all right. Well, thank you right. so much. All right. Have thank a good you. afternoon. Take care. Bye. You bye. Thank you so much for listening to Street Smart Business Leaders Powered by Cloud. Now, if you know someone who'd be a great guest for the show, please send them my way or have them go to cloudllc.com slash podcast slash apply and we'll take a look if you got something great out of today's show please let me know what you thought also share it on social media and be sure to subscribe to the podcast itself and again the whole goal behind the podcast is to share experiences and insights so we can all develop and grow so until next time make every day your masterpiece take care